What's up, Chicago? I'm Erin Allen, and this is The Rundown. Yeah. Yeah, I don't move unless they pay me to do it. God keep blessing the kid. I guess the visions can grow. A student sick with the bag. Say I've been acting affluent. This is a single released earlier this year from the artist Solo Sam. He's a rapper and producer born and raised in Chicago. But there's a unique twist to Solo Sam. His music is intertwined into his cooking life. If it wasn't for cooking, I wouldn't have grown as a music artist. For sure. He hosted a cooking show on YouTube. Yo, what's good, everybody? My name is Solo Sam. Here we are on Principles to Dine By. And you know how Ye and Beyonce might release a short film with their albums? With Solo Sam, here he is pairing an album with his own cookbook. When it comes down to it, at the end of the day, it's just art. And the focus is not like, how do I market this? But more, how do I complete a vision I have for this? This week on The Rundown, we're commemorating the 50th anniversary of hip-hop by returning to our most memorable episodes on the subject. Today's conversation is with hip-hop chef Solo Sam. We'll hear about his backstory and the connection he makes between food and music, starting with how he created his moniker. The, The name Solo Sam, the focus of it is, like, to embrace individuality. You know, it's not to be like... Me, I do it all by myself. It's more to just be like, I'm I'm comfortable with myself. Um, so I might make songs that make you want to relax and sit in a room and listen to it by yourself. I might make songs that are like a bop, but none of it is to do anything but enjoy the music that I make, really. You're out and about, chefing, rapping, but tell me about Before you got to here, tell me about your childhood. You grew up kind of all over the city, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Born and raised south side of Chicago, 79th and Ada. Um, With my parents, my dad is West African. My mom's Korean. Um, So basically growing up in a household with a lot of cultural kind of relevance and inspiration. My dad, he's an artist and a painter. Built a career out here in Chicago. And then... That really influenced me on how I care about art and how I love art. And it's it's awesome to see me following in those footsteps because yeah. he always told me like about ancestral fortitude, where if you follow the footsteps of, you know, a vocation that your parents have, that you'll always be blessed and have success. So, yeah. you know, I, I like to hope that's the case and believe in that. But yeah, just growing up with that family dynamic and my sisters, it was a a very crazy awesome experience and it it brought to light where i am now which is making music and food what were y'all eating at home oh everything like it was it was great because early on my parents were big on cooking like my dad cooked as much if not more than my mom it was the fact that my dad as an artist he would come home from like painting and being at the gallery at like 2 a.m and he would make a whole meal and i'd be like why go to bed just order something, like figure it out. You don't need to do this. And the older I got, I realized that it was a way that he decompressed. It was a, a cathartic process for him. And that's what food was to me. So growing up, yeah, I would have jollof rice with kimchi. You know, I had okay. um, a lot of African dishes, corned beef stew, you know, fufu, palm nut soup. And then on the Korean side, I'd have like chapche, mandu, bulgogi. So it was really just having both those mixed with also black american cooking because my mom was adopted to a black american family on the south side so it was wow, like this hybrid. Is, 
Okay, yeah. All right, yeah. Keep going. Sorry. I'm just like, this is just so, so much going on all in, in one place. It, it, it yeah. is. Um, I was a kid who didn't mind eating at home because I was like, whatever's at home is going to be bussing. Like, I would go to people's houses and they'll be like, you want to order? And I was like, Shit, what's, your, what's your mom cooking? Can, you, can, your mom, can your parents cook? And then I would I would find out that other parents can't cook uh. like my parents. And I'd be like, ah, I see. When you realize the things that are unique to your own household. Right. Uh, me and my sisters always grew up thinking that, like, until we got to grade school, we thought that, like, my dad's accent was just how people talked until we heard other people. And we're like, why don't why don't y'all sound like how my dad sounds? Which, <laughs> you know, African mixed with British accent because he went to, like, boarding school in London. So it's like a very old-esque English sounding way of talking. And just people don't talk like that at all. Okay. How many one minute more if I'm locked and I'm loaded like blacks in the dresser? Whoa. Just know to address it. Can we see me putting down pressure? How did I come up? I've been up, I've been on my gun and a shit. You can ask me, take a back seat. I mean, let's get into the music. What were you listening to? What was the soundtrack on the on the sound? If you were to make a soundtrack of your childhood, what would be on that? Oh man, it was definitely a lot of Motown, I feel like, but also just like the Commodores. Prince, Michael Jackson. Marvin Gaye, like. Hey, music is my heart and soul. It's more precious than gold. Turn on some music. Pretty much the Jackson 5. It was a lot of that. Okay. Because. My mom and dad played that. My grandpa and grandma played that. In the I was going to say, that sounds like a, a little further back. But OK, yeah. So your grandparents were there. Yeah. OK. It, it, they played that and my dad loved it. So I grew up listening to that before rap. Then when it came to rap, I found that out later in life, like the freshman year of high school is when I started really, really listening to rap. I think it was either 2008 or 2009, but it was like around that time I got sent to military school. And... When I was there, there was uh, this white dude from Milwaukee who was definitely like a hood white dude. And um, <laughs> he had all the like Carters, the like the Lil Wayne, the droughts, the mixtapes. And oh. I remember the first time hearing, right? And I'm like, who? <laughs> like, I remember when I got home showing my friends, they're like, wait, so a white dude showed you these songs? But like, they were really. I feel like excited me about music. I thought Lil Wayne was creative. Yeah. Lil Wayne was somebody who metaphors were super mm. exciting to yeah. hear. And I'm like, wow, that's kind of, if you think about it, that's very smart. Yeah. And to this day, rap has always had metaphors, but. He really changed that dynamic of just making the bar. Like, let me think about that. Let me play it back in my head. So that really was my first experience to like being obsessed with hip hop was Lil Wayne. Wow. How did you end up going to boarding school? Man. Uh, the way every person who gets sent to military school uh, gets sent there. It was so basically growing up in a, a family with sisters who were like perfect and got straight A's. I got like B minuses and would cut up. And my dad, 
being the African man that he is, he just thought he went to boarding school. He's like, you know, it helps with structure. Maybe this will help him structurally. In America, you getting sent to military school is like, you're bad. You're it's a punitive. Yeah. Yeah. So he sent me there and was just like, oh, he'll get a little structure. And then like I was there for two years and the teacher's like, hey, if Sam's not trying to go to the military, he's not <laughs> really bad enough to be here. Like if I'm being brutally honest, <laughs> just, the kids here are, are kind of cutting up and he's just not like that. So they're white boys listening to hip hop. Hip hop, you know what I'm saying? Like the walkie <laughs> boys listening to the Carter. <laughs> but um, after that, he's like, "Okay, hurt. Like, yeah, maybe I, maybe I didn't get this right." Um, but I was cutting up. I'm not gonna lie. I, I, I was in my last two years of grade school being really rambunctious. Tell me about how you actually started making music yourself. Yeah. So, um. When I got back, <laughs> I say got back like I was like in Vietnam. <laughs> but when I when I came back from military school, uh, my parents uh, sent me to another school up north. But it was I commuted there. And when I was there, I just uh, after the influence of my sister, who also made music, I just got really into music and was like, OK, um, I want to make my own music. So I came up with my artist name, uh, the nicest, because every first artist name is kind of ego driven. So I'm I'm making music as the nicest and I really had fun with it. After that, I went to college for football and uh, my freshman year, I had to sit out because I was a, a 0.5 credit short in like a NCAA a requirement for art credit, which is ironic. Um, so when sitting out, I made a, a project off season. Oh, nice. And after that year, I was like, hit up my coach and was like, I don't want to play football anymore. I just want to do this. Wow. So were you rapping? Were you you composing? I mean, what were you what were the components you were working on? Um, I was rapping and recording myself in my dorm room. Okay. Were you producing your music also? No, I was going off like beats off YouTube and random beats I could okay. find. And then I linked up with a producer named High Rich. And he was just producing all my beats. And uh yeah, that's really how it happened. What was your music like back then? Tell me about that mixtape. I was very like terrible. You know what I'm saying? Like that that music back then. It's not like it was like the groundbreaking project that nah. It was kind of taking subjects about my life at the time, like on campus. I'm so mad I can't play football, but you know, I'm gonna keep this grind going with this rap and see how it goes. But the music back then was just not good at all. Nah. All right. Uh, I'll be sure to not look <laughs> look for look for that. You're not gonna find that it. I think it's on Dat Piff, and I don't even know if Dat Piff is still like up and running. Okay. Despite that, you decided to do music full time. Was it like I need to get better at this? Like, tell me how you made that decision. I was just at college, and I was just realizing that academically it was the best I was ever doing, and mm-hmm. that felt good. But it just came down to a point where I was like, it's expensive. I'm going to keep racking up like student debt. And at the same time, I just don't care to do this. Mm. And so I just told my parents and my mom was just like, she was heated because I don't come from one of those families where like, I'm like the first generation to go to like, no, my my mom went to Northwestern. Um, my dad went to University of Chicago. My sister went to Loyola and my other sister went to like Indiana University. So it wasn't like I was 
you're the first one to do it. So they were just kind of like, why don't you just do it like your sister did it? Like, this might be the one time in our life where there are no problems. So why make problems? <laughs> and I was just like, you know, at the time, I'm like, I got to find my own. Um, yeah. So was it a problem when you when you went off on your own? It's kind of the best way I describe it to people is I'm not going to front or lie, but it it was it's been blessed. I have to admit that I've had an amazing support system. It feels like every step towards it has been a protected step. And it's been a journey that I love and I wouldn't change for anything. I feel like Marvin Gaye before the bullet hit. Gaye without the answers. I'm made to go get paid you in your grave because you asked for it. Got days where I'm afraid that I'm going to lay with the ancestors. Web. Hang your front afraid. You want the days in which I barely... How did you start cooking? Um, Being broke. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't, you, you can't, like, order all the time. And um, when I was at college, I was looking for a job on campus. And one of the jobs was working in the kitchen. And they were like, we'll give you an extra dollar an hour to work with this guy as a sous chef. He taught me a few things about cooking. And I was like, oh, this was enjoyable. So did you ever do any formal cooking training? No. I, besides working at that kitchen... I did not go to culinary school at all. So I'm self-trained. Would you happen to have a copy of your book plated with you? No, it's crazy. I don't. Okay. Why? I was I was going to see if you could read from it. Um, but there's a part in your book where you start talking about um, the connection between a song and a recipe. Mm-hmm. And you say a song is very similar to a recipe The only way to get a special recipe is by repeating the process and spending time perfecting the ingredients. Yeah. Yeah, Tell me more about that. If it wasn't for cooking, I wouldn't have grown as a music artist, for sure. Mm. Um, The process of making a recipe or a dish and music, they're they're a parallel. You've, you've You've made food before for yourself, correct? Yes. Have you ever made something that was very simple, but you love it? And you'll probably have it whenever you want it, you know? Mm -hmm. Very simple. Maybe it's something like avocado toast. Avocado toast could just be toast, some avocados, and some, like, everything bagel seeds or sesame seeds. And you call it a day. But that thing will hit every single time. And that's really how it is (laughs) with music. Is there just sometimes the simplicity Mm. of a song is what really is delivering what you like about it. When you look at, like, Humble by Kendrick Lamar, go play that instrumental. And realize it's like a kick, a snare, and a piano being like, dun, 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 dun. That's it. But Kendrick over that, seeing the vision and letting himself be an addition to it is the same way I look at music. When I make a beat... So producers who make a beat, they're like, oh, it's not done. It needs this. It needs that. That's because the artistry of putting the lyrics to it. Mm-hmm. So I'll finish it and be like, this is enough for me as an artist. And I'll find myself doing that all the time. And I got to give you know credit to food teaching me how like less is more sometimes. Wow. That's pretty profound. I've been trying to call a bluff one time, two time, and it's always luck. I know that I can, but maybe not right now. So dog with a light now. I don't even want to find out. Yeah. I feel 
like I want to go back because I feel like I don't I don't have the connection between like, oh, I'm cooking for myself now out of necessity. And like now I'm a chef that people are asking about a, a cookbook. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like people out here ask me for a cookbook. So like, tell me, how did how did how did uh, Solo Sam become Solo Sam the chef also? At the end of the day, when it comes down to things that you want to pursue, there's like if you do it on a micro level, you'll be able to do it at a macro level. And it started simply with me just cooking on my Instagram story and cooking all the time and learning about it and people just watching it. That turns into people being like, oh, this is so interesting and it's cool that you do both and I'm seeing it. And then from a micro level, you take a step up and you're like, okay, well, I want to make an album cover have a food influence. You don't go into it like, how can I make money off this or how can I make it bigger? But just more of just being like, if I want to do this seriously or professionally in any sense, what's the next natural step for me? You've had two recent singles in the last few months. And I'm wondering if this means there's an album on the way. Yeah, definitely. Played It Too is on the way and we're working on it. Scheduling date is tentative, like all things in life. So that's what's really, you know, on the on the move and what's next. Solo Sam is a Chicago rapper, producer and chef. Sam, thank you for coming on the show. Of course, of course. And appreciate y'all for having me here. It's never on your side. Better drive, homie, drive, yeah. Drive, homie, drive, That's Solo Sam. This conversation was from back in August, and we reached out to see if he had a date to report yet for the new album he was talking about. He said, new music coming in February. Sam does have a show coming up. It's at Sleeping Village on Belmont near Pulaski. The show is Saturday, January 20th. And you can also follow him at Solo Sam on social medias for updates. And that's it for today. Thank you to Justin Bull and Sarah Stark for producing The Rundown and to Ariel Van Clee for editing the show. Brendan Banizak is our executive producer. Our theme music is by Louis Weeks. A lot of the music in this episode is from Solo Sam. You can find his stuff on Spotify. The Rundown is produced by WBEZ Chicago and is a part of the NPR Network. I'm Erin Allen. Thank you for listening. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Really don't make no sense.